I thank God for our musicians and for all who have led us in worship today. We are concluding a series called Give Me Jesus, in which we've been looking at various passages in the four Gospels of the New Testament and what they can teach us about Christ our Savior. Today we're going to conclude this particular series by looking at John chapter 11, verses 17 through 44. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. And the title of the sermon is, Jesus Wept. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upwards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him. And let him go. Let us pray. 
Lord God, in this preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word. Help them to hear your word. And Lord, help us all to do your word. I pray in the name of Christ our Savior. Amen. Author James McBride tells a story about a little boy named Billy who had to recite an entire Bible story before the whole church on Easter Sunday. He walked to the front of the sanctuary wearing his little suit and tie, and when he reached the front, he said, when Jesus first came to, then he blanked out completely. A deacon said, that's all right now, try it again. Okay, Billy said, swallowing hard. When Jesus first came to, no wait, um, Jerusalem was, wait a minute. Embarrassing silence filled the whole church. Well, you don't have to tell us a whole Bible story, the deacon said, just recite a verse of scripture. Any verse, Billy asked. Yes, any verse you want, said the deacon. Billy looked at the congregation, staring silently back at him and said, Jesus wept. And he sat down. I think Billy was on to something. If you're ever in a jam and you need to remember a Bible verse, Remember John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. If you're ever in a bind and you need a word from Scripture, just remember John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. If you're ever in a conversation with somebody and they ask you what your favorite verse in the Bible is and you can't think of anything, just remember John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept wept. It's famous for being such a short verse, one of the shortest in the entire Bible. Two words and a period. That's it. One noun, one verb. Jesus wept. I know it doesn't sound like much, but this tiny verse carries tremendous meaning. This is the same Jesus who was in the beginning, who was with God and who was God. This is the same Jesus who was called Emmanuel, God with us. This is the same Jesus who said, the Father and I are one. This is the same Jesus who said, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus was God incarnate. Jesus was God in the flesh, and the God in Jesus wept. Why? Well, according to many interpreters, it was because his dear friend Lazarus had died. In the story, the bystanders say, see how he loved him? But Jesus was not weeping for love of Lazarus. 
He already knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He had known that since way back in verse 11 when he said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. Why would he weep about Lazarus dying if he knew he was about to bring him back to life? Why would he weep over Lazarus' death when he knew full well he was about to overturn it? Jesus did not weep because Lazarus had died. Listen to verse 33. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. Then Jesus wept. Not a tear rolled down his brown Middle Eastern cheek until he saw tears on Mary's cheek. His eyes didn't even start to well up until he saw the eyes of Lazarus' friends welling up with tears. Jesus wept because others were weeping. He wept in solidarity with the sorrowful. He was not so much weeping for someone as he was weeping with someone. Jesus thus reveals a God who shares our sorrows. God is high and lifted up, but God is not above shedding a tear. When we cry, every other tear on our cheek is the Lord's. We never weep alone. God shares our pain. The Christian life involves carrying a cross and sharing Christ's sufferings. He never said that following him would be trouble-free. In fact, he promised it would entail hardship. Yet not only do we share Christ's sufferings, but he shares ours. When Christ sees tears streaming down our cheeks, he rushes to our side, throws an arm over our shoulder, and weeps with us. Preaching scholar Kathy Black tells the story of a little girl who was late getting home from school one afternoon. Her mother became more and more worried as the afternoon wore on. When the little girl finally arrived home, her mother said, Where have you been? I've been worried sick about you. The little girl said, Well, I was almost home when I saw Susie sitting on the curb. She was crying because her dolly was broken. Feeling relieved, the mother said, Oh, so you stopped to help Susie fix her dolly. No, the little girl said. I sat down beside her and helped her cry. When we go through hard times, when we endure difficult days, Christ helps us cry. He lightens our burden by sharing it. 
That's why he said in Matthew 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We have a Savior who bears our burdens. We have a Savior who shares our griefs. We have a Savior who participates in our anguish. Having someone to share our grief is no small thing. When I was in ninth grade, my mom was driving some friends and me home from a high school football game when I saw a tear coming down her cheek. I said, what's wrong, mom? She said, honey, Hati died. She then explained to my friends Tim and Azuri in the back seat that my grandmother, whom we called Hati, had died unexpectedly, suddenly, earlier that day. Tim said, sorry, Noel. And I remember Azuri reached up from the back seat and just patted my shoulder gently. They didn't say much at all, but their presence was very meaningful in such a poignant moment. In fact, Azuri was never one of my closest friends, but I remembered her presence with me in that moment so much that at our 10-year high school reunion, I made a point to thank her for being there and patting me on the shoulder when I heard that news. Having somebody to share our sorrows can make all the difference in the world. That's why I'm so thankful that we have a God who hurts with us. Even when it seems like we're all alone in our struggles, even when it seems as nobody knows, nobody understands, nobody cares, God comes to us and shares our grief. God draws near in solidarity with our struggles. The God revealed in Jesus Christ is no distant divinity who stoically observes the realities of human hurt from some remote location in the heavens. The God revealed in Jesus Christ is no unfeeling deity who reigns emotionless, stone-faced upon a throne situated safely above the many afflictions of the human condition. The God revealed in Jesus Christ draws near to human pain. God feels it with us. The God we worship has functioning tear glands. That's why Psalm 34 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The spiritual writer Cole Arthur Riley has struggled with multiple conditions, including selective mutism and anxiety. She also suffers from an autoimmune disease that causes illness and pain and sometimes leaves her bedridden for extended periods of time. In her book entitled, This Here Flesh, Riley writes, a passionless Savior cannot be trusted to save. I have never felt closer to God than when he has tears running down his face. 
I don't delight in this, but by this I know that I am seen. Indeed, the Savior who participates in our sorrow assures us that we are never alone in our agony, that God thoroughly understands our anguish, and that God cares so very deeply about our personal plight that God feels the emotions of it with us. I must admit, however, that there are times when I wish God would stop weeping with us and just change the situation for the better. There are times when I wish God would just fix the dolly instead of helping us cry. And sometimes God does. Sometimes God works mysteriously or miraculously, or subtly, to improve our situation. But even when God doesn't, God extends strength. You see, we not only have a God of sympathy, we also have a God of strength. We not only have a God of compassion, we also have a God of power. We not only have a God with heart, we also have a God with muscle. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. So we shouldn't be surprised that with tears still staining his face, Jesus walked over to Lazarus's grave and said, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus awoke from his four-day death. In this story, Jesus not only demonstrates compassion to comfort us, he also demonstrates power to help us. He gives us strength to get back on our feet. He supplies hope to keep us going. Weeping is not how the story ends. The story ends with resurrection. Grief is not how the story ends. The story ends with restoration. Death is not how the story ends. The story ends with life. So if you ever find yourself in a jam, remember the tiny verse with tremendous Meaning. Remember John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. Jesus wept means God cares. Jesus wept means God is compassionate. Jesus wept means every other tear on our face is the Lord's. Jesus wept means God loves us so deeply that God feels our hurt with us. Jesus wept means we are not alone in our afflictions. Jesus wept means we are not abandoned in our agony. Jesus wept means we are not forsaken in our anguish. Jesus wept means God sees our tears, rushes to our side, throws an arm over our shoulder, and shares our sorrows. And because the Jesus who wept is also the resurrection and the life, he promises there will come a day 
when God no longer shares our tears, but instead wipes every tear from our faces. He promises there will come a day when God will put an end to all weeping in that land where all is peace and all is well forever and ever and ever. Amen.